ज्ञानाजनाशलाखा चक्षुरुन्मस्मगुरव नम श्रीचैतनोभीतूतले स्वयं ददाती स्वापतंतिकेहम श्रीगुर श्रीजुथापतकमल श्रीगुरूपाथम सहगना रघुनाथ सजीव सावदूताधाद सहगना ललिता श्री विशाका हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीना बंधु जगतपथे गोपेशा गोपिका खांडा राधा खंड नमोस्तुते थपटकंजन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वंशकूप्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिथानेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदाद्वैताधार श्रीवासरी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे नमा ओम विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण प्रेष्टा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदास्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी अस्तारिणे Thank you, Radhe Sham Prabhu, for so kindly inviting me. And through this inconceivable world of technology, opening the door into the homes 
and the temples of all of our beloved devotees in Pune. Although I'm over 10,000 miles away geographically by physical measurements, um, we are so close. That is the transcendental nature of bhakti, that there is no limitations or restrictions based on material or physical circumstances that can keep us from being connected with Krishna or in Krishna by being connected with each other. Krishna is all attractive. He is the supreme connector. Aham sarvasya prabhavo mata sarvam pravartite iti matva bhajante mambudha bhava samanvita. Krishna tells us in Gita that he's the source of all spiritual and all material worlds. Everything emanates from me, Krishna tells. The wise who know this perfectly engage in my loving service and worship me with all their hearts. Parashya shaktir vivadaya The absolute truth has many potencies, many energies, but he is the source of everything that exists. Janmadhyasayataha Sarva karana karanam Krishna is the cause of all causes. The Srimad Bhagavatam tells he's like the root of the tree, and when we water the root of the tree, that water naturally extends to every part of the tree. And the tree that is emanating from the root of Krishna is all material and all spiritual worlds. <clears throat> Krishna is also the father, the mother of all living beings. Krishna sees all living beings as his own part and parcels. Um, the, the jiva shakti, the jiva shakti is the energy of Krishna that is eternally existing in the forms of all living entities. Krishna's paramatma, he's the supreme living being, and we are jivatmas, we are individual. And similarly, when we, when we connect with the Paramatma, we're naturally connected in truth with all Jivatmas. It sounds quite incredible. It is a Chintya. The Jivatma is a Chintya because the Jivatma is part and parcel of Krishna, who is Parameshwar, supremely inconceivable. 
how is how is Krishna inconceivable? It's inconceivable beyond the farthest reaches of our knowledge or even our imagination. Krishna is so inconceivable that every molecular particle of creation is inconceivable. Every living entity within all species of life, within all material and spiritual worlds are inconceivable. Why? Because coming from Krishna, the supreme inconceivable. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnam Udachyate. Ishopanishad tells that the absolute truth or Krishna is perfect and complete. And everything, everyone emanating from the absolute truth is naturally perfect and complete. Where does imperfection come? When initially we forget our own relationship with Krishna. And in that forgetfulness, in that darkness, we cannot perceive, we cannot appreciate, we cannot understand anything's real relationship with Krishna. And therefore, in that imperfect conception, whatever we experience is imperfect. Um, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna begins his teaching by Natvebaham Jatuna Swam Natvam Nemechanadipana Chaibanabhishyama Saravivayan Matapara. That Krishna tells that never was there a time when I did not exist, nor did anyone else ever exist. Never was there a time when all living beings did not exist. In Kurukshetra, it was all the warriors and the kings. Nor in the future shall any of us cease to be. Najayate mriyate vakadachit. Because the soul is without birth, without death, eternal. Why? Because we are a part of Krishna. Krishna is Vibhu. He is limitless, all-pervading, complete, and everything is included in Krishna. And we are Anu. We are infinitesimal. And this is the principle that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established the foundation of all of his teachings. Jivera Swarupoi Krishnera Nityadas. That our nature is we're all eternally servants of Krishna. And to appreciate that truth and to live in harmony with that truth is knowledge. In that path, which we call bhakti, bhakti yoga, 
is the capacity by which there is no geographical disconnections between any of us ever beyond time when we're connected to Krishna we're connected with everything and everyone and Srila Prabhupada gave a simple explanation at a at a time sometimes circumstances very much um, affect how how we hear and remember. Srila Prabhupada, he gave us instructions in his books, the instructions that come from Krishna directly and as they have been expanded upon and, and, and mercifully provided by all of the great acharyas throughout our Vaishnav history, Srila Prabhupada gave us in his lectures and his books all of this knowledge. But sometimes circumstances help us to remember very specifically even if they didn't happen to us directly. So early in our movement, by Krishna's divine arrangement to glorify Srila Prabhupada, to bring him deeper into the hearts of sincere devotees, Srila Prabhupada became very ill and he had already had a stroke. He had already had heart attacks and he was very weak. And the, the devotees that were there were trying to bring him in natural environments and um, doing everything they could but his health was declining. So Srila Prabhupada, he told that I want to return to Brindaban. And there let Radharani and Krishna decide how they want to use me. Srila Prabhupada was living in Brindaban at Sri Radha Damodar Temple for many years. And Radha Damodar Temple is in the very heart of Seva Kunja, the place where Krishna reveals to the world how he's, his greatest pleasure is to be conquered by the love of his devotee. Every, Jivera Swaropoi Krishna Nitya Das, Sri Chaitanya taught us we are all eternally servants of Krishna. But in Seva Kunj, Krishna wants to serve Sri Radha. Sri Radha is the very personification, the embodiment of all love, of all devotion. And she's the you know, source of all devotion. So Krishna, he finds the greatest happiness in giving pleasure to his devotees. It is the place of the Rasalila. 
the place where Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and Sri Jiva Goswami, along with Bhugarabha Goswami and Lokanath Goswami, and from time to time Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, they would all meet there to discuss Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's wonderful mission and how to expand that mission. The Panchatattva descended to this world. Lord Chaitanya and his personal associates to break open the storehouse of Prema Bhakti, love of God, to taste the contents. And in the intoxicated state of ecstasy after tasting the contents, they wanted to distribute it everywhere without considering who is fit or who is unfit which place is auspicious or inauspicious, which time is auspicious or inauspicious, regardless of astrology or astronomy, regardless of all the, the omens of this world. Nama Sankirtanam Vishnu Jagan Mangalamang Hasang. The Bhagavatam says, the supreme most auspicious of all activities is the chanting of Krishna's holy names. It makes everything auspicious. Devotees become fearless when they seek shelter of Krishna. Fear personified is afraid of Krishna. Krishna is the supreme shelter for all beings. And Krishna's greatest joy is to give himself not only the shelter of his mercy, but to give himself to his devotees. So in that state, devotees become fearless. Srila Prabhupada was living there and the order of his spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, was given to him in 1922. 43 years passed. Srila Prabhupada told us he never felt himself apart from his spiritual master. Srila Prabhupada met Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur at Ultadonga Junction Road in Calcutta in 1922. And soon after that, he moved to Prayag, where he had a business, he had a family. And there, devotees had just come um, to stay to try to start a little mutt. <laughs> they had nothing there and a few devotees from Gaudiya Mutt that he had met in Calcutta came to and they met him and asked for some help and Prabhupada dedicated his heart and soul. Although he performed all his family responsibilities the best he could, he was always doing whatever he could to help his Guru Maharaja's mission. 
And he was always meditating on this instruction to take Lord Chaitanya's teachings to the whole world. And Srila Prabhupada himself, um, how, he, how he taught us and how Krishna taught us through him. He was practical and at the same time, completely transcendently, transcendentally dependent on Krishna's mercy. He told us that his idea was by developing his business, it was a pharmaceutical business, that he would earn, um, he would earn wealth. And with that wealth, he would very much support Godiamat, his Guru Maharaja's mission, and he would have create facilities by which later on he could spread Lord Chaitanya's teachings throughout the world in the English language. So even in his business, he was doing everything ultimately to fulfill the order of his Guru Maharaj while simultaneously taking care of his family best he could. Um, he was actually doing really well for some time. In fact, when he was younger, an astrologer told him a person who was actually really accomplished that he would be one of the wealthiest men of India, like the beerless. So Srila Prabhupada was, you know, if this happens, how much he could help his Guru Maharaj, how much he could actually directly and indirectly spread Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings all over the world. And for several decades he did. After some time he moved to Mumbai and he was doing quite well. And then the, while he was in Prayag, he got initiated by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada. He received both first and second initiation, Adinam and Gayatri Mantra, Diksha. And in Mumbai, um, again, a couple of his dear God brothers came and asked for help. And he helped to establish the first temple in Mumbai for his Guru Maharaj. In fact, when Bhakshila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada came to Mumbai to, um, to install the deities and inaugurate the temple, um, the devotees, some of Prabhupada's sannyasi god brothers, um, they told Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur that Abhai Babu, his kirtans, his lectures, his way of organizing, his dedication is so great. He should be the president of this temple. And his Guru Maharaj said, let him be as he is now. He will do everything in due course. And it was in 1936 that he wrote that letter to his Guru Maharaj that, my God brothers, so many of them are your sannyasi disciples and brahmacharis. They are full-time 
no other consideration except spreading your mission. But I'm a Grihasta, how can I serve you? And just hardly two weeks before Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur disappeared from this world in Calcutta, from Puri, he answered Prabhupada's letter with the same instruction he gave him in 1922. About 14 years that you are intelligent man, spread the message of Lord Chaitanya in the English language all over the world. Srila Prabhupada understood so deeply the heart of his guru. And although hardly anyone in the world could understand Prabhupada's state of mind, he was completely surrendered. Even other people of Gaudiamat, they respected him, they honored him, but how he was preparing himself, how he was praying, how he was longing, how he was dedicating his life in preparation to fulfill his guru's mission. But then, in his business, the employees that he trusted, the very person that's the very persons in his little business that he that he trusted, that he empowered, that he supported, they totally betrayed him and stole everything from him. And practically he had nothing. His business was finished. <laughs> he was practically like a pauper. Um, so things didn't go according to his um, his external plan. His external plan was to get wealth, and with this wealth, he would have a lot of support and power to spread this mission. But now he had nothing. And even his family members were not interested in assisting him. And he reached out to his godbrothers to help and they were themselves financially, organizationally, they were struggling and they had quarrels among themselves for many years. So they were not in a position to help in any way. So he had no support, no financial support, no human support. But Prabhupada said he felt his Guru Maharaj's presence in his heart. And where was that presence in the sense of how Prabhupada was teaching us? Because his Guru Maharaj gave him an instruction. And his intent was to follow that instruction. He was surrendering to that instruction. So he started something in Jansi. And, um, you know, somehow or other, you know, he was then becoming a Vanaprastha. And in Jansi, 
he actually had a project. He named it the League of Devotees. And he decided that that would be his world headquarters by which he would expand Lord Chaitanya's message throughout the world. But that land was taken away. The property was taken away from him. And again, he was left with nothing. And he went to Brindavan. And there he lived at Sevakunj. And there, he was writing his, he was continuing his Back to Godhead magazine. From the 1940s, Srila Prabhupada started this Back to Godhead magazine. And it was only being circulated in India, but Srila Prabhupada did it in the English language because that was the mission that his Guru Maharaj gave him. <laughs> he was always meditating on this mission. Um, and he started writing Srimad Bhagavatam, purports, translations, in order to fulfill this purpose of his guru's desire, he took sannyas from his god-brother, Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Maharaj. And Srila Prabhupada, sometimes from that Godiamati had some people helping him, but even that didn't work so well. So ultimately he just went back to Radha temple. <laughs> and was translating, and just by himself, he was going out and preaching. Sometimes going to Agra, sometimes going to Mathura, sometimes going to Delhi. Um, and I believe he first met Sumati Maharaji in Kurukshetra, such an auspicious place. And he came to Mumbai, and begged her for this, for this free passageway in a cargo ship to America. This lesson of our founder Acharya is so vital for us to not only understand, but to emulate. Srila Prabhupada would tell us there was never a moment when he did not feel he was in the presence of his Guru Maharaj because he was always aspiring to carry out the instructions of his Guru Maharaj. There is Vapu and there is Vani. And oftentimes on Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's um, Prabhupada's disappearance day, Srila Prabhupada would explain to us the idea of Vapu and Vani. The physical association with our gurus, they are Krishna's mercy upon us for the purpose of inspiring us to dedicate our lives to the Vani, to the instructions. Because the instruction 
is eternal. Evam param paraprabdamidam rajashayavidu. When Krishna spoke to Brahma at the beginning of this creation, he was speaking knowledge that is eternal. The eternal nature of God, the eternal nature of the soul, the eternal nature of our relationship. And that eternal knowledge was repeated in Kurukshetra 5,000 years ago in the form of Bhagavad Gita. That eternal knowledge was brought to its, its purest, highest, most essential manifestation in the form of the Srimad Bhagavatam, spoken by Sukadev Goswami. And all the great gurus, shiksha gurus and diksha gurus, they are all personifying, representing, and delivering that eternal current of knowledge. And when we connect to the instructions of the great souls, that, that, then our connection to those great souls is actually eternal. It's beyond time. It's beyond space. Vani, the sound vibration, is at the very heart of the path of bhakti. So when Srila Prabhupada was ill, and he was going back to Brindaban, to his eternal home, he said, when I am in Brindaban, that will be the best place if Krishna desires for me to recover. He was going to Brindaban to let Krishna decide how to use him. In this world or in this, in this spiritual world. And devotees were, were so traumatized they felt so lost because the senior most devotees in those days were only devotees for about two years. And most of the devotees in those days were just devotees within six months. And that time, the only books there were were the three volumes of Srimad Bhagavatam that Prabhupada brought. Um, the first canto that Prabhupada brought from India with him. There was hardly anything else. So I believe um, a little condensed Bhagavad Gita was about to be printed. So the devotees were, what are we going to do without you, Srila Prabhupada? How, how can we go on? Prabhupada gave these devotees the same instruction that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gave to him. He told these devotees, just American, Prabhupada called them American boys and girls. He gave them the instruction to 
to chant at least 16 rounds every day to follow the four regulative principles. And to spread Lord Chaitanya's message throughout the entire world. <laughs> um, when devotees were crying and Prabhupada was about to step on an airplane to return to India, um, Prabhupada smiled. He said, if you are chanting Hare Krishna and I am chanting Hare Krishna, we are always together. Nothing can separate us. So the real relationship we have with Srila Prabhupada, the real relationship we have with our Diksha Gurus and our Shiksha Gurus is in how we faithfully are dedicated to live by the instructions they have given us. One time, Srila Prabhupada was asked um, how we could be closest to him. And Srila Prabhupada gave the same answer by remembering my instructions and following them. And then he, um, he pointed to a mosquito on him. And he said, if everybody in this room, who's closest to me physically? This mosquito. But this mosquito, although so close to me, is only causing me disturbance. Srila <laughs> Bhakti said, Hanta Sarasati Thakur is in Goloka Vrindavan as in Nayana Manjari. And Srila Prabhupada is here in this material world trying to execute his instructions, and yet they are together. So this is so important. Samsidhira Haditoshanam. How are we pleasing our gurus? That is where the connection is made. Because Krishna is in our heart. Ishwara Sarvabhutanam Hridhyashirjanatishtati. Krishna is in the heart of every living being. Krishna's witness of every thought, every word, every action, of our intents. Krishna is the most intimate, well-wishing friend who never leaves us. And in Krishna, we are connected to our gurus. In Krishna, we are connected to all creation, to all living beings. That is Krishna consciousness. A devotee is not interested in seeing Krishna as much as in pleasing Krishna. Anyabilashita sunyam jnana karmanya navitam anukuliyena krishnanam that bhakti is 
favorably pleasing Krishna. And what pleases Krishna? When we have no ulterior motives, when we are sincere, when we neither desire mystic powers, we, we neither desire liberation, we neither desire any type of material facilitation, we simply want to serve Krishna in a way that pleases Krishna. That is bhakti. And that is what Srila Prabhupada has given us. And that is what all of Srila Prabhupada's representatives are assisting him to give us. And in this way, to, to the extent that we're sincerely surrendering to actually represent what the great souls are giving us, what our gurus are giving us, that is how we are truly united together and in association. So Srila Prabhupada traveled around the world so many times, developing temples, developing schools, developing communities. He inspired Harinam Sankirtan, he inspired book distribution, he inspired restaurants, he inspired preaching in colleges and preaching congregation. He inspired life membership. He inspired so many various ways. He inspired the Bhaktivedanta Institute of, of scientific um, outreach. He inspired developing Brindaban and Mayapur, the temple of Vedic planetarium. In so many ways, Srila Prabhupada taught us what he wanted. And that is our life and soul. Surrender is something that we could all do. Surrender has various levels and various aspects. Um, to follow regulative principles, to perform our sadhana, sincerely of reading Srila Prabhupada's books and chanting our japa and having kirtans. This is surrender. But also to put aside our own egos, to put aside our own conceptions for the higher principle of creating and sustaining and expanding spiritual community is very much at the heart of Srila Prabhupada's instructions to us. Srila Prabhupada wrote in a purport that the purpose of all of our temples 
is to give people the opportunity to associate with devotees. That means it's the place to give devotees the opportunity to associate with one another and also give the common people in the world the opportunity to associate with devotees. Because it is in that association that there is a true transformation of the heart. Srila Prabhupada would sometimes tell us the story from the ninth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam of Ambarish Maharaj. Um, when Sukadev Goswami was describing a particular lineage of dynasty of great leaders, he described the son of Maharaj Nabhaga was Ambarish, who, had, who was such a great, pure-hearted devotee of the Lord and who, um, who was transcendental to the curse of a power, empowered Brahman. Um, Parikshit Maharaj, upon hearing this from Sukadev Goswami, was so interested, he was so eager to hear such a qualification. Imagine Parikshit Maharaj, who's an example for us. Krishna, Krishna puts his devotees in situations to teach us. And we cannot imitate, but we can follow the spirit. Parikshit Maharaj Ninth canto, for many days he was fasting. He was on the bank of the Ganga. He had no home. He was only, he was only days away from sure death. In that state, every word that Sukadev Goswami was speaking, he was hearing so carefully. And so many times he was, he was just so alert and so eager. He was asking for clarifications. He was asking for expansions. He was so eager to hear more about this Ambarish Maharaj. How is it possible that such a great devotee and such a great king would be cursed by a Brahmin? And how is it possible that he can overcome that. Ambarish, he was Grihasta, he had family, and he was king of the world. Beautiful palace, fame, power, wealth. He was young, healthy, everything. But yet, he could perceive that all material things that we can acquire, 
whether it be skills or intelligence or knowledge or wealth or influence over others, all these things only entangle us and lead us in the path of suffering unless they're actually engaged in Krishna's service. So with that understanding, he utilized everything of his kingdom fully with no material attachments. His only attachment was to please in Krishna. And Krishna descends into this world to show compassion to, to, to all of his part and parcels. Yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata. Krishna comes again and again and again into this world out of compassion for the fallen souls. So how much we should know that Krishna is concerned for us. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at one time, he was crying and he approached Haridas Thakur revealing his heart, how much pain there was because so many people were suffering due to forgetfulness of Krishna. And Lord Chaitanya said, not just the human beings and the animate animals, but even the insects and even the inanimate beings like, like the trees and the, and, the, and the bushes, they're all... They're all Krishna's children. How can they be delivered? How could they be reconnected with Krishna without that connection? The spirit soul is lost in this network of illusion or maya. I don't know if any of you have ever lived in the depths of forests or jungles. But when you're living way, way, if you just spend days and days just walking into the wilderness of a jungle, you really don't know where you are anymore. You don't know. You don't know what's about to happen to you. You don't really know which direction to go. Well, this material world is compared to a forest in this way. And disconnected from Krishna, we're just lost in this world. And these gunas, these modes of nature, rajaguna, tamaguna, sattvaguna, they're just pulling us one direction and then another direction and then another direction. And sometimes tamaguna just, just pulls us down and down and down and down and there's nothing we can do and we're just going lower and lower and lower into despair and illusion and sometimes Rajaguna is pulling us in passion and passion. We're consumed by a blazing fire of passion and greed and, and lust and, and sometimes Sattvaguna pulls us to really have the ego of thinking that I could do something good for others. It's me. In this way, we're being pulled and tugged and, and the various modes are all 
ripping us in different directions because we're disconnected from Krishna. This material nature consisting of these three gunas is very, very difficult to overcome. But if we connect to Krishna by taking shelter of Krishna, we can easily cross beyond it. How do we take shelter of Krishna? Sharanagati. How do we surrender to Krishna? Sarva Dharman Paritya Jamame Kam Sharanambraja Ham Tvam Sarva Papi Bio Moksha Ishami Masucha. Abandon all varieties of Dharma, of religion, and just surrender to me. Srila Prabhupada. He shared with us a personal inspiration that he had that was so important in his heart. He was reading Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's commentary of Bhagavad Gita. And he came upon the verse Vyavashayat makabud hireki hakuru nandana bahusha kahyanantas jabud hayo vyavashayanam. That one who was on this path, the path of bhakti, is resolute in purpose and their aim is one. The intelligence of those who are irresolute is many branched. And the commentary, so simple. To be resolute in purpose in this path means to make the instruction of one's spiritual master, one's life and soul. It's as simple as that. No guessing, no speculating what will please Krishna. Yasya prasada bhagavat prasada yasya prasada nagati kotovi. If we please our guru by carrying out the will of our guru, then we know for sure Krishna is pleased. How do we know what is the will of our guru? It, we, we hear their instructions and with sincere intent, we try to please him by following those instructions. So, Parikshit Maharaj was so eager to hear from his guru, Sukadev Goswami, and he wanted to know more and more about Ambarish Maharaj even in such a critical condition of his life, he was so eager to hear. And he wanted to hear more and more, so attentive to every detail. So Ambarish Maharaj, he saw everything as Krishna's property. And 
he saw every aspect of his life as something to be offered to Krishna. His head was used to bow down to the deity in the temple. These particular um, examples are given that Krishna consciousness, while we're living in this physical world, is totally accessible when we use what we have for Krishna. It's a higher platform than just giving everything up. Actual renunciation, actual giving up of everything is to be fully immersed in serving Krishna. That's renunciation. Total absorption, total immersion in serving Krishna and pleasing Krishna without without egoism, without selfishness, and not subjected to circumstances. In this sense, this ahoitiki aprati hata, that the COVID-19, it's a difficult circumstance. Many people are locked down. It seems to me that, you know, I'm seeing Shri Radha Vrindavan Chandra's temple. I'm seeing Shri Radha Radhe Shyam Prabhu and so many brahmacharis sitting together and um, you're locked down together. It seems like the spiritual world. <laughs> you have such a wonderful excuse just to be together. And, and others are locked down in their in homes where they really don't have much association with anybody um, physically. And there's so many limitations and so many economic um, insecurities and and many, many devotees, many people all over the world are getting sick. Some are losing loved ones. Some are losing their own physical lives. So it's a time of where we could really recognize this truth. Kamala dala jala jivanatalamala pajahun haripadhani tine. Govinda Das prays that everything in this world, our health, our wealth, our loved ones, our skills, everything we have, it can never be anything more than a drop of water on the leaf of a lotus. And that drop of water is sure at any second to slip away. Padam padam yadvi padam natesham. It's because anandamayobhyashat, because we want to be happy, because the soul that animates us is seeking pleasure. It's hard for us to, to really believe and take seriously this idea that there's danger at every step in this world. So how many steps we take? <laughs> we, 
we we take for granted we 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 sometimes we're in a rush we 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 run sometimes we walk very fast sometimes we're very slow but you know we're we're walking around so many we're walking around in the temple we're walking around outside the temple we're walking around in our homes every step doesn't say every mile doesn't say every block every step it doesn't say some steps it doesn't say there's danger sometimes when you step there's danger at every step very serious matter and like a drop of water on a lotus flower i've studied this um this reality of of drops of water on lotus flowers and the nature of a drop of water on a lotus flower is any little wind that may come or anything that in any way shakes the lotus flower the drop slips away and that drop on the lotus flower can try to balance himself as best he can but cannot control the winds <laughs> or if even if a butterfly lands on the lotus flower leaf it's that little tiny shake and the and the drop falls off so our happiness in this world our very physical existence in these bodies is like that so to take shelter of lord hari to reconnect to the eternal nature of our soul to take shelter of krishna it's possible by sincerely following the will for the pleasure of our spiritual masters of shrila prabhupada and those who are helping him so ambarish maharaj he saw everything connected to krishna he saw that his head had an ultimately auspicious role to play when it bowed down to the vaishnavas and when it bowed down to the lord in the temple and his hands were used to clean the temple and his nose was used his sense of smelling was used to to smell the fragrance of the tulsi leaves offered to krishna and the flowers and the incense offered to krishna and his ears were engaged fully immersed absorbed in hearing the glories of krishna and hearing the teachings of krishna his eyes and seeing the beautiful form of the deity in the temple and seeing the beautiful form of the vaishnavas with a desire to serve his legs to go to places of pilgrimage to go to temples to 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 go to places where he can engage in krishna's loving service in this way all of his mind all of his senses his mind was totally absorbed in just 
utilizing everything. And when we speak about utilizing everything, it really begins with our own physical bodies, our actions, our words, and our thoughts. And then expressing it by engaging the the facilities of this world. So this was Ambarish Maharaj, totally detached. And he performed a yagya for the well-being of everyone. He was like the father. He was like the, he and his good wife, the queen, were like the father and mother of everyone. And they cared about and loved everyone. And what was so special in their instruction of how to love is they did it by setting an example. that the world needs leaders who set the standards of success by their example. And gurus sasyat swajanina sasyat, gurus, fathers, mothers, teachers, people in political roles, even leaders within companies, within businesses, within families, within ashrams. Every single one of us actually should be a leader. A leader is not just a official post. A leader is one who is living with example. And we have seen sometimes people who had no roles at all officially were really leaders. <laughs> um, because of their exemplary behavior and how much impact it had on people's hearts and lives. And if we accept roles, whatever those roles may be, within the Krishna consciousness movement or within the society, we have our, our foremost responsibility is to be exemplary. What type of example was Ambarish Maharaj and the Queen? They, for one full year, they did a fast, Ikadasi and Dwadasi fast. And they were doing wonderful yagyas also during that time. And Ambarish Maharaj, although he was so intelligent and so powerful and had everything, he was always humble to seek guidance from the Brahmins. And he was eager to carry out what they spoke because he never considered himself independent. When we actually are dependent on the Lord, we're dependent on the Lord's representatives and how they instruct us and guide us. 
So Ambarish Maharaj, he performed successfully this one-year yagya and fasting. And when the year was complete, it's so beautiful to hear the, the narration. He invited so many Brahmins and so many great personalities. He invited so many people and was giving in charity and giving prasad. He was just serving everyone else until the last moment when according to the Mahurta, it was the time for him to break his fast. And just at that time, an unexpected, uninvited guest came to his doorstep. This was a expansion of Lord Shiva, a very powerful personality. Um, he was one of the most famous, celebrated, learned, and powerful yogis in all, the, in all the Vedic histories. His name was Durvas Muni. Durvas Muni came to Ambarish Maharaj's house. He was hungry. Ambarish Maharaj offered to give him prasad. Durvasa Muni, who was very strict Brahmin, who followed all the codes and all of the different um, details very meticulously. First, he had to take his bath. This took place in Brindavan, in the forest of Madhuban. Very, very holy place. Durvasa Muni he, he told the king that I will go to take my bath in Yamuna, River Yamuna, and then I will return. So when he was in the Yamuna River, Yamuna is liquid prem. It is an expansion of Srimati Radharani. Her love flows in the Yamuna. Um, Kalindi, Kalindi is the um, is a name of the Yamuna, the Kalindi River. Sri Radharani, one of her most intimate expansions in the spiritual world of Goloka, is Lalita and Vishaka, and it is Vishaka who actually expands herself as the Yamuna River. It's Sri Radharani's love flowing. But in the spiritual world, everybody is aware of this. The Yamuna River is eternally flowing in Goloka Vrindavan. And when Krishna and Srimati Radharani and Lalita and Vishaka, when they descend into this world by the piteous cries of Bhumi Devi to show mercy to the fallen souls. Um, Yamuna Devi descends. But like the holy Dham and like the holy names, 
the Lord reciprocates with the sincerity of our surrender, with how we're taking shelter. So, um, Durvas Muni, he went into the Yamuna River and meditated upon Brahman. Because in Krishna Bhakti, everything is included. Pramiti Paramatmiti Bhagavan Iti Sabjate. In Bhagavan realization of eternal ecstatic loving service to Sri Krishna, which is a culmination of all paths of Dharma. Brahman, Paramatma, and all those realizations, all those all those blessings are included. So Durvasa Muni, he approached the Lord as Brahman, the all-pervading, and he started meditating. And meanwhile, Ambarish Maharaj, he approached the Brahmins, the spirit, his spiritual guides, and expressed his heart that um, that Durvas Muni has come to me for food, and it is it is an offense. It is it is not pleasing to Krishna. If, if I eat anything before I serve my guest. But at the same time, I performed this one-year fast for the satisfaction of Krishna so that he would give his blessings upon all living beings within my kingdom. And if I don't break my fast by a particular time, time which is coming in moments then that will be inauspicious so what should I do it's amazing how devotees however advanced we are however sincerely we try to organize things inevitably we will be put in very very complexing situations don't think that as you're making progress in Krishna consciousness that everything's going to go your way. In fact, as you make progress in Krishna consciousness, um, there'll be even more difficult challenges. So Ambarish Maharaj, he was so sincere. He, with all his heart, he wanted to offer the highest respect to Durvasa Muni, but at the same time, it was his duty to all of his citizens who were like his own children that he had to he had to please krishna by by breaking the fast on time so with all of his intelligence and prayers and sincere thoughts and he only he, he only had a moment to come to a solution he didn't have seven days. He just had a moment. He asked permission of the Brahmins. It is said in the scriptures that by drinking some water, little water, it's simultaneously fasting and not fasting. 
So if I just drink a little water and nothing else, then I'll fulfill my breaking of the fast. But at the same time, I won't be offending the great yogi Duvasa. And all the Brahmins gave their blessings. So he drank some water. Durvasamuni returned. And Ambarish Maharaj was standing at the doorstep waiting for him. He was with so much respect and so much devotion. He greeted and honored Durvasamuni and made every arrangement for his satisfaction. But Durvasamuni, he discovered that Ambarish had sipped some water. He was so angry. He was angry that he was disrespected. He was angry that he was minimized. And the things he said to Ambarish, he said, you are a cruel hypocrite. You are cruel and violent. And you call yourself a devotee of Vishnu, but this is not the behavior of Vishnu devotee. This is a person who's, who's, who's selfish and envious and attached to his own sense gratification. For this, you must be punished. And in a rage of anger, Durvasamuni tore a clump of hair out of his own head and dashed it to the ground. <laughs> and from that an enormous, fiery, monstrous asura was created. He looked like the fire of devastation for the entire universe. The earth was trembling. His eyes were red with wrath and he held a trident. He roared and immediately attacked Ambarish. Sukadev Goswami describes how Ambarish Maharaj, he stood exactly in the same position he was in with his hands folded in honor and respect to Durvasamuni, in prayer of surrender to Krishna. He didn't show the slightest fear. He didn't show the slightest anxiety. He didn't do anything to defend himself. With his hands folded, he simply gave his heart to Krishna. Krishna, I'm yours. Mari Krishna Rake Ke Rake Krishna Mari Ke. If you want to protect me, I have nothing to fear. If you want to kill me, I'm yours. I have total faith that wherever you bring my soul, it is because you are my ever-loving, well-wishing friend. This was his spirit. 
because he took shelter of the Lord, the Lord was there. And how the Lord is there for us, it could come in so many different ways. Krishna tells in Gita that he is death personified. He could come to us in, he can come to us with full, with his full love and mercy in the form of death to bring us back to Godhead <laughs> or to bring us to an auspicious destination. Or he can protect us. A devotee has faith. Krishna sent his Sudarshan chakra in within a moment. Durvasa Muni created a an asura that was like the fire of devastation. And there's a, there's a, um, there's a common saying in the West, you cannot fight fire with fire. If you want to fight fire, you, you don't put fire on it, you put water on it. That's a material conception, but it's a true conception. You don't, fight anger with anger. You don't fight hate with hate. You, you, you fight hate with love. <laughs> this, is, this is the idea. Otherwise, you just, you just increase the problem. So, in the case of Krishna, none of these rules um, of material nature apply. Krishna fought fire with fire. <laughs> Krishna sent Sudarshan Trakar and it made a fire that completely burned out the fire <laughs> of Durvasa Muni's Asura. Um, and then the Sudarshan Chakra went toward Durvasa Muni. Um, Durvasa Muni the contrast between him and Ambarish. When Ambarish had this fiery being attacking him, he just stood without moving even an inch, just taking shelter. When the fire of Sudarshan came to Durvasa, he ran away. He ran. But Sudarshan was right behind him. And then by his mystic powers, he started to fly. He went into the highest mountains of Sumeru and went into his caves. But the Sudarshan followed right behind him. He went up to the abode of Brahma and sought shelter. But Brahma could not give him shelter. He went to Maheshtam, to Shivaloka, to find shelter. But even Shiva, his Ishtadev, could not give him shelter. He went to Vaikuntha, to Vishnu, for shelter. And anybody who sincerely takes shelter of Lord Vishnu is sure to be relieved. But Vishnu told him, I can't help you because you offended my devotee. Please understand, my devotee. 
I am always in the heart of my devotee, and therefore a devote, that devotee is always in the core of my heart. Because my devotee gives up everything for me, I'm willing to give up everything for my devotee. Because a devotee knows nothing but me, I know nothing but that devotee. I have given my heart. I'm in the heart of my devotee. So if you hurt my devotee, you're hurting me. Durvasa, the only way you could be relieved of your dilemma, I cannot retract my Sudarshan Chakra because I am subordinate to my love for my devotee and my devotee's love for me. Go to Ambarish, then you will find goodness and peace. Such a lesson he learned. He went back to Ambarish Maharaj and fell down at Ambarish Maharaj's feet, and Ambarish Maharaj fell down at his feet, and, and Durvasa Muni, crying in regret and repentance, begged forgiveness. And meanwhile, this whole time, while Durvasa was trying to escape his own death, Ambarish was just praying to Krishna, please protect him. Please spare him. Please forgive him. But until he actually, until Vishnu saw he was repentant before Ambarish, Krishna would not do it. When Ambarish Maharaj, who was fasting for that whole year that Durvasa Muni was away, just waiting to feed him, he still would not eat. He broke his fast. He wouldn't eat anything else. He just wanted to serve Dravasa Muni. He just wanted to see him happy. Sarve Sukhano Bhavantu. A devotee wants to see everyone happy, but really happy, spiritually happy. And emotional and physical happiness that's rooted in that spiritual connection with Krishna. So, Durvasa Muni was given a wonderful feast, and he became he became a great devotee <laughs> by the example of Ambarish Maharaj in this very trying situation. So to take shelter of the Lord is the ultimate protection and it's the ultimate benediction that we have. Um, Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu He taught us that the, the greatest benediction of all benedictions is that Krishna has appeared in his holy name. 
And it's not just chanting the holy names. That is certainly most auspicious to chant the holy name. But the real essence of the benediction of the holy names, we only realize and understand through the great saints that if we learn to take shelter of the holy name, Kalero dosani de rajanasti hekumahan guna kirtanadeva krishna siyamokta sangha paramrite. The supreme perfection of liberation, Krishna prema, ecstatic love for Krishna, is given to us if we take shelter of the holy names. Nam namakari bahutanita sarava shaktis. Krishna is put all of his potencies, he's physically, spiritually present in his holy names. Satchitananda Vigraha, the name of Krishna is Satchitananda Vigraha. It's eternal, full of knowledge, full of bliss. Krishna's pastimes, Krishna's abode is all accessible in Krishna's names according to how we take shelter. And taking shelter is being attentive, being absorbed in ch chanting and in hearing. And taking shelter is also necessitating how we live. When we're humble, when we're forgiving, when we're respectful, when we're not arrogant, when we're truly enthusiastic to serve, determined to serve in this spirit, the instructions of Srila Prabhupada and our spiritual masters, that's really what it means to take shelter. And in that shelter, We're always together. Srila Prabhupada told us that in the spiritual world of Goloka Vrindavan, in a sense, there will be an ISKCON, in the sense that we will all be together there eternally. So sometimes my God brothers and God brothers, when they heard Prabhupada say that, he said it's many times. They were thinking we have to get to we have to learn to like each other here because we're going to be together eternally. <laughs> we have to learn to adjust with one another. And being a devotee in this world is really like a um, it's like a rehearsal for the spiritual world. Just like in Pune, you have your wonderful drama troupe who perform these wonderful dramas in Marathi language and about Tukaram and so many other leelas. And, um, you know, you have rehearsals before you go on stage. So similarly, um, you know, being a devotee in this world is like a rehearsal. We have to practice 
to play our roles in the spiritual world. And what is our roles? Unconditional, pure, loving servants of the Lord, keeping Krishna in the center always and being the servant of the servant of the servant. So in this way, um, today through technology, um, we are now on this Zoom conference and I have no idea who's here. I'm on my um, screen. I'm only seeing Radhe Sham Prabhu and the devotees in the Radha Vrindavan Chandra Temple. And I'm just so proud of the devotees in Pune. I'm so grateful to all of you. I'm just remembering the history of, of, of our, you know, my own connection to the Pune temples. Um, you know, my connection to Pune in one sense was Krishna Chandra Prabhu and Radha Priya Prabhu, they have a house and they would, they would have every year a Pune Yatra. And at the beginning, I think there was about 20 people that came and gradually, and it was all people from Bombay, nobody from Pune. And then later, um, Janava Devi and her wonderful family, um, she moved, you know, she moved from Bombay, Petter Road to Pune. And she started preaching and incredible. So many people became devotees through her influence, through her seeing her worship of the deities of Radha Sham Sundar and seeing, you know, how she was raising her family and with such wonderful um, values and, and, and just seeing her own devotion and her own enthusiasm of compassion to give Krishna to others. So somehow a congregation was growing and meanwhile, in Bombay, things were growing. And it went from about 20 people. After some time, the Puniyatra was several thousand people. And then um, some inconceivable situations took place where um, His Holiness Gopal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, my very, very worshipable God brother who is so dear to Srila Prabhupada and who has done such historical unprecedented services for Srila Prabhupada. Um, one of Prabhupada's most intimate associates, Gopal Krishna Maharaj asked me to, to help in Pune at the Pune temple, Radha Kunjabihar, and, um, and he asked me to be a co-GBC at that time. And we sent um, Vrindavan Prabhu helped for some time, and Krishna, Krishna and Anna Prabhu helped for some time, and and we were really in need of somebody who could really um, organize, because you know these different devotees, you know they were being called in different places, and I remember. Um, I remember asking some of the brahmacharis at Radha Gopinath Temple, I'm thinking Radhe Sham would be a good person. And everybody told me, impossible. He will never do it. 
he doesn't want it to be involved in management. He's a preacher. He's, he's, he just does preaching and developing preaching. He doesn't want to be an administrator. He doesn't want to be management. He'll never do it. And everybody knows that I, I'm not inclined toward forcing or pressurizing people to do things on a, on a very long standing basis. So I, I heard what they had to say. But I already invited Radeshyam Prabhu to come and meet me. And he came and I proposed to him, you know, the Pune temple is such an important place. Srila Prabhupada personally would come to Pune when he was developing the temple in Juhu in Radharas Bihari temple in Mumbai. He would go to Pune and he would sometimes stay with the he would be friends with the Malhotra family. And, and there were many people. Um, he was very, very close friends with Narayan, Narayan Das Rati, who is, who is the um, leader of that Lakshmi Narayan temple in Pune. And um, so Prabhupada had friends there. And Prabhupada considered Pune a very, very important place. And um, so I explained all these things to Radhe Sham Prabhu and asked, would you be willing to do this? And Radhe Sham Prabhu just looked at me, complete sincerity in his eyes and said, whatever you want me to do, I will do. And I if I remember, I said, well, would you like to do it? He said, I, I like to do whatever you would like me to do. And he did it. And he, he went to Radha Bihari temple. And it was really, really a struggling temple with so many different impediments and, and, and challenges. And somehow or other, the wonderful congregation that... Janava Devi had was developing with Jayadev Prabhu and the wonderful congregation of disciples of Gopal Krishna Maharaj and Gopal and Lokanath Goswami Maharaj. They, everybody was somehow came together and Radha Kunja Bihari Temple began to flourish. And when I would come there, it would be so crowded, we would have to go outside and there would be a pundal set up and it was so wonderful and, and college preaching was developing and gradually um, through, through the various incarnations of voice um, with different names, um, they, Radhesham Prabhu's you know, expertise was invited to temples all over India. Kanpur, Chennai, Hyderabad, and, and so many places. And even after a while, even Radhagopinath Temple were desperately asking for, for help of the Pune devotees and <laughs> Govardhan Eco Village and um, expanding. And I remember some of the devotees from Pune um, came to me asking for blessings, permissions to get some land and build a new temple. And 
I, I warned that right now, you know, it's, it's nice to be in a situation where it's simple and you're just, you're, you've grown beyond what you can do, but, you're, but you still keep growing anyway. But if you build a whole new temple, there's going to be many, many new challenges. And um, so I, I, I tested by discouraging for some time, but the desire was increasing. So actually I became very happy. Yes, these people are really, really serious. If you take full responsibility and dedicate your lives, then I will pray to Radha Kunjabihari to bless you to build this temple. And the temple was built. And Sri Sri Radha Vrindavan Chandra Vrindavan Chandra, the moon, the moon of Vrindavan. Krishna was born in the dynasty of the moon. And the, we, we pray to Lord Nityananda, Nitai, Nitai Padakamala, Koti Chandra Shushitala, that Lord, Lord Nityananda's feet are refreshingly cool, like, a, like tens of millions of moons. We read in the, the sweetest pastime of Vrindavan, Raslila took place in the full moon night, where the moon was, was Krishna's own personal internal pleasure potency energy was, was permeating the atmosphere in every way to be pleasing to Krishna and Radha and the gopis. And Krishna himself, like the moon, is shedding the light, the limitless light of his grace, of his love, of his mercy. Krishna's Vrindavan Chandra. Krishna Chandra. Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya is Gora Chandra, Navadvip Chandra. So, Sri Vrindavan Chandra and Sri Radharani have appeared in your temple. So beautiful, so wonderful, so merciful to accept your service and to shower their mercy upon Puna and the world. And um, since that time, um, how the congregation, how the ashram, everything is expanding. And when there is volume of people, there's a whole other set of problems that we have to deal with. But by dealing with these challenges, with the spirit of service and integrity, um, they become the pathway of back home, back to Godhead. So I am, I am so grateful. I can honestly say, anywhere in the world I go, I meet devotees from Pune. In fact, many of the people who are 
taking key roles in temples in England, in, in um, so many various cities and towns in America, in, in Europe, wherever I go, devotees who are so exemplary and taking such good responsibility for Prabhupada's mission, they were made devotees and trained in Pune and are still connected to Pune. So, um, in so many ways, the Pune temple is nourishing all the temples in India, nourishing temples all over the world. Um, I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful to all of you. And I am so, so very happy that I have this opportunity to try to reciprocate with your dedication and your devotion, each and every one of you personally, by being with you today. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, very kind of you, Maharaj. It was so nice hearing from you about uh, the Vapu and Vani because many, many devotees had asked questions to you about how, you know, although they are getting to hear your videos, uh, how can they feel a very strong connection with you and, you know, continue staying so far away from you. It was so wonderful you presented about Prabhupada's situation and uh, how he was strongly connected by Vani. And uh, you taught us something very valuable. And when you were talking about the uh, forest, uh, you know, wandering in the middle of the forest in Veldrum, it was very frightening. But uh, we are so fortunate, even in this forest of metal enjoyment, we achieved your shelter. And uh, therefore, we are saved. Even in this very dangerous place of this material world. So, and also you spoke very beautifully about the, you know, total immersion in Krishna consciousness, how Ambarish Maharaj lived and, you know, tackled such a very complicated situation with Druvasamuni, maintaining his integrity and maintaining his humility and respect for the sage. Uh, it was so nice hearing from you. And, uh, <clears throat> I have been hearing your other lectures also. One of the, even in the corporate lectures, I saw you, how you developed the subject from beginning, uh, from, you know, everybody's part and parcel and we are supposed to represent the love, love of God through compassion for the other living entities. And uh, um, the, the yeah, how uh, one should have a heart of, you know, uh, compassion and giving. So beautifully, the last few days, I feel Maharaj, even in India, we would not have got to hear so much from you. We would rush to Chapari temple on the weekends, but now we are getting to hear almost every day the different places you are stretching yourself and sacrificing uh, yourself and extending yourself to all the yatras. Um, many of the yatras, I know that they have been inviting you, inviting you for several years. Now we are getting to have you at least uh, through the online media, hearing from you is so nice. So it was very memorable and you gave a lot of encouragement to all of us, um, members of the Pune community. And uh, we are all looking forward to your personal visit to Pune after the lockdown marriage, <laughs> when you are back in India. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so very much. 
Um, I especially want to share memory and separation from His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. He, he loved all the devotees in Pune so dearly as he loved all devotees throughout the world so dearly. And Srila Prabhupada's loving associate who exemplary, exemplified surrender to Srila Prabhupada, to Sri Sri Radha Madhav in, in such a historical way. Um, we're just remembering his kindness upon us, his incredible compassion toward all of humanity, all beings. And in his mood of surrender, he, he accepted Srila Prabhupada's call for him. And now he is with us in the very core of our hearts in feelings of how we can serve him in separation. And I'm remembering His Holiness Jaipatak Swami Maharaj. We're all praying for his good health. And one of Srila Prabhupada's most empowered, surrendered, loving devotees. These devotees like Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj and Jai Patak Swami Maharaj, Gopal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, um, Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, Gorgovinda Swami Maharaj, Bhakti Swarup Damodar Maharaj. You know, these are Sridhar Maharaj. They were inner circle of Prabhupada's most close, intimate, loving devotees and um, we are we are ever connected with them through our taking shelter of the holy name and sharing Krishna consciousness with each other. This is this is the beauty of bhakti. Is the most beautiful things never end. And the things that are most um, most sad, those things that disconnect us from Krishna and cause us sufferings and death, those things end when we become Krishna conscious. Krishna Suryama, that Krishna is like the sun and Maya and all of her different influences are like darkness. And when the sun rises, then darkness disappears. But the sun is forever. And when that sun of bhakti rises in our hearts, then we are always together. And death is just a, the idea of death is just a formality. Shall I lead Kirtan for just a few minutes? Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tinamane Namaste Sarasati Deve Gauravani Pracharine 
निर्विशेष शून्य वारी बसारिणे श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्याद्वैता कदाधार श्रीवासदी गो भक्त वृंदा प्रभु नित्यादैता कदाधार श्रीवासदी गो भक्तवृंदा सेवा सदी गौरभक्तवृंदा गाय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्या प्रभु नित्यानंदीयद्वैता कदाधार श्रीवासाधी गौर भक्तवृंदा हे कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निद्वैता गधार श्रीवासादी गौर्भक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे राम राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 
Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Hari Rama Hari Rama 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 Hari Hari Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 
hari hari hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare 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 krishna hare krishna 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 hari 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 rama hari rama 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 hari hari hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Isn't Rana Sai Maharaj ki Shil Prabhupada ki Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki Thank you very much.